Konnichiwa. Welcome to After the Hype. This week, we are officially starting our new format. What, well, uh, what? So that means you might hear a little bit more background noise because all of our kids are in one place, which happens to be behind one, about, what would you say? One inch door? Hmm. One inch door. A couple yeah. inch closet. Oh, well, a couple foot closet. Things like that. Yeah, so uh, we're going to have a little bit more noise, but that's okay. Uh, it's only going to be three of us around the table, so that means that we have Chewy Darso. Hi. And you've already heard him, Jonathan Hardesty. That's me. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited for this. It's kind of a, a new way for us to do this, a little bit more intimate, a little bit more fun. Um, the segments are pretty much going to stay the same for the most part. They might change a little bit as we keep moving through them and kind of discovering what we like. Um, but yeah, so this it's a little new, a little different, but still kind of the same. I like it. Kind of going back to the OG roots of smaller. Yeah. Just a card table and a few microphones <laughs> in somebody's bedroom. Yeah. We're kind of going back. A l- it's a playroom. It is weird seeing more of the professional setup on the card table. Yeah. <laughs> as a juxtaposition. As opposed to just my, my iPhone 4 plunked in the middle with a record going on. With the duct tape roll holding it up. Yeah, that was... Those uh, were the high-tech days. Yeah, th- that was the quality times. <laughs> Those don't really exist anymore. Uh, yeah, so let's uh, let's dive into a where have you been doing. I will go first. I've been kind of torn on what I want to talk about, and I'm going to go with Swamp Thing. And I didn't really want to go with Swamp Thing because I'm very upset about Swamp Thing because uh, it got canceled after the first episode where yeah. they're... Where there is no Swamp Thing in it, <laughs> so it got canceled before we've even seen Swamp Thing. We saw him walk up at the end. We see him kind of like beach himself at the end. Like he just <laughs> kind of just goes, bleh, bleh, bleh. Yeah. and then he just kind of takes a little swamp nap. And, uh, swamp that- what? <laughs> and that's where we've been left. Uh, How I- many episodes are in the season? 10. It was 10. supposed to be 13, but they got cut off at 10. Okay, so we were, you're only going to get to see him for 9. Yeah, so you get 9 episodes. 9 for the price of 10. That's a real rip. Yeah, and it's a, it's really a shame. And like I don't know the specifics. I've read a lot of the things online where it's a lot of uh, either the tax credit thing in North Carolina, or it was creative differences, or it was just too expensive even with the tax credit. Like There's been a lot of like rumor mill stuff of why it got shut down and i don't really know what it is and no actual serious reporting on it no serious reporting and warner brothers isn't saying shit so it's like i, I don't know um i know i liked the first episode uh, chewie and i were just talking about it in the drive over i agree with her like the fact there's zero fucking star power in it was probably a bad yeah. call and i the the lead actress if she's going to be the human point person to carry the show since you know, the guy becomes Swamp Thing. Yeah, he's and that actor is done. Uh, yeah. She was the wrong choice. Yeah, I, I mean, maybe she'll get better because I kind of thought the same thing about Raven. She does not look right. No, I agree. She looks like the girl from the Smooth th- or Robin Thicke song. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, what's her name? Emily something. What? She looks like that girl. She looks yeah. like a music video model girl. Yeah. She does she... not look like a lead actress that's going to like get people to connect with her. No, I mean, like I said, maybe she'll get better because I didn't think Raven looked like the right call for Titans. It, and it, then by the end of like the third or fourth episode, I'm like, no, this girl's great. I love her. Yeah. It's it's not just because of her. It's because yeah. of the how they had her be her character yeah the fact that she walks into a room goes i'm in charge and it's gloves masks and whatever the whole time to everyone else but then, then when she's doing an <laughs> autopsy she's not wearing gloves or eye protection and her hair is down in front of her face she's not even having a ponytail yeah like, this girl is a 
terrible at her job. <laughs> yeah, it, it really like there's some... like you want her to look like a supermodel at every single moment. You can't take her seriously. It's like the movie posters where the, you have to keep the masks off of all the iconic masks. Yeah, of all just, superhero characters. Just at least put her in a freaking ponytail. You're gonna get your hair stuck in someone's rib cage. Oh, especially in this thing where the dead bodies are really not so dead, and they can sprout limbs yeah, and grab just... you, and it's crazy. That sounds awesome, but, but that's that's kind of the thing that I, I'd rather focus on than the the miscasting because like the the longer the short of it is, it feels like a swamp thing show, which. Which is very tough to do. Like it feels like that, uh, like that world and that environment. Yeah. And I'm very excited to see what happens when Swamp Thing actually gets into the show. Because <laughs> as of this recording, he that episode came out yesterday, which we haven't watched yet. Um, but it, it just it it's gross and it's violent and it's it's got something to say. And I, I I'm really excited about where it goes from here. Will it be as good as Doom Patrol or Titans? Uh, I don't know. No, I don't know. So the question uh, I have, uh, maybe you've already answered it before in a previous podcast, but uh, are they doing week-to-week reveals yeah. of the episodes? Okay, yeah. so there's no binging on that. No, no, no. I mean, you could wait till it's done and then binge it. So if you want to do like a trial, just wait 10 weeks and then you can watch the whole thing in like a, a few days. No, I just um, meant in terms of just like you have one full week of knowing the show's canceled and there's no Swamp Thing in it. I, I don't know. I just... Yeah, it was a... I'm stuck on that. That it, sounds so damn frustrating. It, it was a bummer. And... uh and I, I hope that AT&T doesn't just fuck the DC app, which is what it sounds like they're going to do, because uh, the, they just dropped something like 40,000 comics on there, which is awesome, and like big, big events that have not been available before, or you can just So does it. AT&T it's, own Warner Brothers now? I think so, yeah. Ugh. Yeah, it's... Our yeah. entertainment industry is... It's bleak. It's in... It's in struggle. Um, But I, I'm getting down a rabbit hole here. So, Chewie, what about you? Where have you been doing? Um, well, I've been spending some time at home because I'm enjoying not working. So I've started watching a documentary here and there because I don't normally do that. Uh, and we definitely don't seek it out when we're together. So I watch... Well, we watch them a lot independently for some reason. Yeah. Well, they're better to not watch with somebody else, I think, because then you don't get the feel the need to entertain by commentary. I don't know. I don't know. Documentaries have always felt like a more... um intimate thing you it's a conversation between you and the media itself not necessarily you in a group or media in a group uh but i watched dinosaur 13 uh because i always enjoyed uh sue at the field museum in chicago uh and i had no idea she had such a colorful history when she got discovered and came out of a rock um and it just seems like a mixture of greed and bureaucracy where they dug uh, Black Hills Institute in South Dakota. Uh, and they dug her, they found her on a dude's land. He gave them permission to dig her out. And they bought her in quotation marks from him. And he didn't want to sign any paperwork about that. He said a handshake is good enough. And then you find out later that he knew a ton of stuff they didn't know. That his land wasn't really his land. It's a trust land. And that gets really muddy when you get into the Indian uh, Native American laws and stuff. And it just turned into this cluster where Sue was taken from the people who discovered her, shoved into the storage unit uh, by the FBI, went through a bunch of litigation. One of the guys that found her went to jail for two years for uh, what they considered money laundering but on his conviction forms it said failure to fill out forms and he got two years for that in federal penitentiary and then they ended up selling sue 
at Sotheby's. And luckily, the Field Museum won the bid for $7.6 million. And it was just, it's an insane story. If you've never heard the story of what happened after they dug out Sue, it's like, whoa. She looks awesome. She looks very good. <laughs> I always wow. enjoyed going to see her. But some people's lives were just destroyed after that's, they found it. Like they bad. were on plant, they were like the biggest archaeological art. I can't say the word right now. Archaeological. Uh, archaeological yeah. dig or there whatever. you go <laughs> at the time the largest uh, t-rex ever found and then the it, most complete too yeah and then it just turned into an utter disaster for some people bummer and that one dude got real rich off of it because uh because of it being a trust land between him and native americans and the u.s government it was tax-free oh geez jeez. yeah that does sound ugh. That's so like, when he sold it her at Sotheby's, he made that seven point six million dollars. Good for him. Yeah, it sounds like a Cohen film waiting to happen. <laughs> it does kind of. I was uh, just like, woof. John, what about you? What have you been doing? Uh, so I just finished a an audiobook of Seven Blades in Black by Sam Sykes. It was a kind of a fantasy book, uh, the first book in a series of upcoming books, and so I thought I'd give it a try since it's new and I've only read the author a little bit before, so it was like a fresh start. And, you know, I'm kind of a masochist and I want to be as desperately waiting for the next part of any book series at any given time. But it's good. It's this uh, revenge story with mages and imperiums and rebellions and things like that. All those fantasy tropes that you like just reconfigured and remixed in a very interesting way. It's got more of an industrial uh, vibe to it because there's machines that are run. They're called engines that ferry troops back and forth. They've got like long... uh, gun pikes and things like that and there's steam and smoke and it's not really steampunk necessarily but it's got those elements on the side characters carry guns there's mages that can control weather and things like that and the rules of magic are very clearly defined and it's got a very interesting system but the story is also pretty good too there's a main character she's on her way to kill seven people who have done her wrong um the seven blades and she's got a list so it's got seven boyfriends yeah Seven Sorry, evil seven exes. exes. Seven evil exes. Exes. And uh, that's interesting. It's, it's also told in this framing story. She's a prisoner, and she's trying to relay what happened along the way to her captor. And very fun. It's a very fun book. The writing is very crisp and witty. All the characters. It doesn't, But it also doesn't feel fake. It's not like very writerly. It's just very a lot of witty banter between the characters that... You can't really get enough of when they're... It's almost like they're all flirting with each other, except not not really. But really good, really fun. Uh, I'm trying to think of something else in there. Yeah, just a very interesting world. A very, very interesting world building. Cool. Shall we talk about the, the movie of the day? Hmm. Maybe. So this was... A, it came down between two movies, and I was really excited to watch both of them, and then I went for which one was going to be more available. Um, and I was between... Batman versus the Ninja Turtles, uh, because that's just right up at least two-thirds of this table's alley, and then mostly up Chewie's alley. Mostly. You don't really read Ninja Turtles, but you enjoy Ninja Turtles. Well, yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't enjoy Ninja Turtles? A lot of people. It's really stupid. Um, <laughs> don't get me started on it. Uh, ever okay. since Tina Fey made that joke in uh, Kimmy Schmidt of like, Ninja Turtles, that's still a thing? I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm over yeah. it. Um, clearly, you're over it. I bet her kids like Ninja Turtles. I hope so. Um, 
<laughs> and then, of course, like if I was thinking Ninja Turtles, why not just Ninja? And we could watch Batman Ninja, and that's what we ended up at. And now, to clarify, we will talk a little bit about why this happened, but the, the Japanese version and the American version could not be more different. They are just basically different movies with the same animation. Um, and we watched the American one because that's the one that was on the DC app, so that was easier for Chewie and I to watch. And then mm-hmm. John had both, but then was very kind enough to watch the American one with us. Yeah, I wasn't going to watch them twice. You could talk about two different movies. Yeah, that wouldn't have been confusing at all. Yeah. Um, no, it, it, but it was confusing to order because that was the only option available on Amazon. It's like yeah. you can have the two two movie version. I'm like, what? I have to watch two movies for this? <laughs> and, then, and then I scrubbed through the timeline and I saw two different credit sequences. I was like, okay, this is just two versions. Yeah. Huh. You could have just made them one file each, you, you dopes. Yeah. Amazon, uh, the biggest company in the world. Get your prime together. Did you just rent it or did you buy it? Rent it. Oh, dang. Yeah, I, I want to buy it now. Um, <laughs> but really quick before we get too into any of that stuff, we, we should do a, a breakdown of sorts. And I, I don't want to say completely goodbye to the 30-second breakdown, but I feel like we're saying goodbye to the 30-second yeah. breakdown. Um, but we will do a quick, quick breakdown of what these are now. Um, I will go first, and then we're going to start rounding the table every week. So, Chewie, okay. you are up next week, just so you know. Uh, so you have a whole week to prepare. Okay. <laughs> Definitely not like, you know, half an hour. But either yeah. way, you have a whole week. <laughs> All right, get to it. Uh, so Batman Ninja, it is a... I'm going to do this as quick as I can because it's fucking insane. It's pr- Actually, you can do it fast. Oh, yeah. You can do it san- fast as long as you don't go into detail. So basically, yeah. Gorilla Grodd creates a time machine that sucks all of the important Batman characters and some of the villains uh, back to feudal Japan. Uh, and Batman, for some reason, shows up two years later than everybody else. So everybody else has had time to like stake their claim and claim their areas of Japan. And uh, everyone has their own special, like Two-Face has a land, Poison Ivy has a land. Uh, who was it? Uh, Deathstroke has a land. Mm-hmm. Joker. Is there another one? Oh, Penguin. Has, Penguin, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know how we got penguins in Japan, but okay. I don't know. You really can't, yeah, I know. This movie really no can't dig into the details on this one. Um, and basically Batman shows up and there's a legend about Batman that if these horrible times happen, a man wearing a bat mask will show up and save the day. And he's like, okay, cool. I'll, I'll do that then. And then, uh, you know, <laughs> then a pile of monkeys turn into a bigger monkey that wear bats as a Batman suit and fight a castle that is made for Joker. And I, that's all the explanation I'm going to give of that because that is the third act of the movie. This movie goes fucking nuts. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, let's let's dive into it because I, I don't want to just do it all in the breakdown. But if you <laughs> haven't seen this and you've only seen the trailer and went, oh, anime Batman, that could be cool. You have no idea how anime it really is. <laughs> really, the only people who are prepared for it are the ones who are just that deep into anime that they're like, oh, this is the checkbox that we're hitting. But I don't even think you could... I don't think that's... But I think there's like a chaotic level of the Batman element that just like, oh, I didn't expect it to fusion this way. I just didn't expect them to go full tilt into this genre. And I, I think that's what really caught me off guard with it was... I feel like they went into more than one genre. Oh, yeah. I mean, animation changes a few times. Like, when they well, do, like... I'm just, like, all the anime tropes they pull oh, out of yeah, this yeah, movie. Yeah. No, but that... What I mean is more, like, when I saw anime Batman, I assumed we get a standard DC animated movie animated differently. And that that's just really what I expected. I didn't expect a full-blown anime insanity that we got. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. What did you guys think? Yeah, no, I was I was definitely surprised about that. I, w- I w- wasn't ready for it to quite hit the Gundam level of uh, <laughs> anime. I was more in line with like 
since I had just finished Naruto, I was very in that vibe. So when Batman started doing the ninja symbols at the end, I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with this. Yeah. And it started getting all hokey pokey <laughs> in the final fight. I was like, okay, I'm here for this. But I wasn't ready for the, yeah, the monkeys forming into a, a, a giant suit that became the old like Adam West Batman almost or the um, 90s cartoon ba- Batman. It wasn't even one of those. I think it was like the the forties bat suit. Like I think it's like the original Detective oh, Comics yeah. bat yeah, yeah. suit. Yeah. So it like, like something out of Adventures of Batman. Yeah. So it went even that far back and played yeah. all those elements. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I had found myself as watching it. I was trying to do a couple of different things at once, Mm-mm. and I couldn't. This, this is not a lot of passive watching. No, this this one did not. The, the second you turn away, they're an entirely different animation style, or they're there's gargantuan castle robot castles fighting. Like this movie, it just. It does a really good job with the the slow burn, I think. Of like, it yeah. starts like, oh, this is just a Batman in feudal Japan, and look, the Joker really took to being in feudal Japan, I guess. Super took to it. Yeah, like, uh, like, but the, everyone kind of does. And they kept saying how they wanted to unite Japan. And I'm like, why do you keep saying unite Japan? Like, I don't think they're uniting anything. Oh no, I, that <laughs> whole thing of like really Grodd wanted to unite Japan. I'm like. And then change the future. I'm like, if you're going to ch- unite something to have like a future for apes, why didn't you choose something in Africa where there's more apes or actual apes, not monkeys? You're a gorilla. Yeah. <laughs> it's in your name, dude. Like, why would you want an island that just has monkeys in it? But whatever. It's, it's stylistically, it's cool and fun. And that was kind of like, as we were watching him, like, I love the look of this movie. Yeah. Like I, I love all the the different variations on like all the Robin suits. Like the the Nightwing suit is different. Robin, Robin looks ridiculous. He really <laughs> got into feudal Japan. Yes, Shaved he did. his head, like made friends with a monkey. Um, Red Robin, I thought they didn't really do much with. He was just the one guy who didn't buy into everything. He bought into the outfit and the hairstyle, but yeah, his was a little bit more cool, like anime yeah. cool. Versus everyone was more like feudal Japan. Yeah, except for Alfred. Alfred just did not. Al- Alfred did a little ponytail. Yeah, he did a ponytail. And a little nub in the back. For yeah. queen and country. And yeah. he was really into the into what he could cook. Yeah, he was really into new flavors. Yeah. Uh, but that's really it for Alfred. And for some reason, we have a drastic absence of women. Uh, you have Catwoman. You have Poison Ivy, who doesn't really do anything, and you have Harley. And you have all these, you know, extended bat boys, <laughs> like the kind of deep dive into bat boys. Do that's, you have that any? That is as shallow dive into the bat boys as you can get. Yeah. That but is... there's still, there's a lot of people that don't know who Red Hood is or Red Robin. Like that, it's shallow for comic book fans, but for people who just watch the movies, they're still like, well, who's that? Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, okay. But there's no Batgirl. There's no Batwoman. There's no spoiler. There's no Huntress. Where did all they? Where were they? There's no. There's no Woman Robin either. Yeah. From well, the older carries, she carries a different universe thing. Alternate. Okay. Well, she's not a different universe. She's just way, way, way in the future. Oh, yeah, way in the future. Got yeah. It. But uh, time travel. <laughs> I mean, time travel is already involved. So why not bring in Carrie? Yeah. I enjoyed this movie. It's a lot of fun. It's super bonkers. But it was weird to me that they only had three female villains. They had no female heroes. Yet they had a ton of male heroes. Yeah, I mean, but that's... I don't want to make excuses for them because they could have obviously done it. Yeah. Um, but it just felt like they, uh, it went more of the classic kind of male chauvinist Batman world. It was like, no, 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 the male characters. Because getting all the female characters really their, their due has been far more of the current run in DC Universe. 
Like yeah. that's been more of their thing of like, uh, how about spoiler? How about orphan? Like how about these characters that are actually really awesome? And, and been around for a while. For a while, yeah. Not... Huntress has been around for a long well, time. Well, Huntress has been around, but spoiler and Orphan, not really. Batgirl. Uh, Batgirl's been around a long time. The fact that Batgirl wasn't there was a huge gap in my mind. But then we don't know if this is supposed to be when she is Oracle or not. Like, there, there's things yeah. that, like, we, we just don't know time-wise, and they really just kind of... They don't really bother I did, to place I don't you. think that this the movie had much to do with canon. No, this had nothing <laughs> to do with canon, and I, I think that's kind of why I'm more okay with them not using those characters, but at the same time, it's also like... Well, then why didn't you? That's kind of why I almost wish I had the time to go back and watch the uh, Japanese version. Because it seems like this this movie wasn't too bothered with any of that canon stuff. It was like, what are all the cool things we want to see in a Batman movie from across, like, from this property from across the pond? What do we want to see as as Japanese people? And they put that all in there. And unfortunately, the cool women heroes did not make it. I guess because... Except for Huntress, depending on what outfit you put her in, it's harder to overly sexualize them because they're usually fully covered. Bat yeah. Catwoman, you know, she's got the same thing as Black Widow of I never fully zip my outfit. <laughs> uh, and in this one, she has a hole right above her crotch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and I mean, Poison Ivy, obviously, and Harley Quinn, obviously. So, I mean, it's more fun in that way with the anime. Yeah. I don't know. I, I I feel like we're going really negative. On I this didn't, movie. That's just I, the, that's the one negative yeah, thing I have to say. I about this loved movie. the hell out of it. Yeah, it's like, still a ton I, I of had fun. A, I had a blast. Uh, but that's the only reason I could think of is them not bringing in the female heroes. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's possible. I, I don't know. I, it it really didn't bother me. Maybe it should have. But I'm not saying it needed to bother you. I'm just saying it's the one lacking thing of this movie. Yeah. I mean, I just thought it was a missed opportunity. I, I just I don't think a movie like this can have missed opportunities. Like the, there's a movie goes after fucking everything. Yeah. Like this movie, it, it, it changes gears constantly. It's always doing something new. Like it, it, it took all these original designs and really turned them on their head. Like the Red Hood design is ridiculous. Like his costume is just insane. I feel like that has to be some cultural thing in Japan because the yeah. same thing in Legion with the one dude in the second season has a basket weaved helmet thing. Yeah. And I don't, I don't know what that is. No, but I love it. I thought it looked yeah. good. I mean, it looks ridiculous, but it looks good. Yeah. Well, it was kind of neat that they really pre- like premiered Red Hood in that middle segment yeah. where the art style changed, and so then everything was already so floaty, exaggerated style, yeah. where like the helmet was like a mile in the sky and tilted, yeah. <laughs> that sort of design. I had to rewind that section a little bit just to make sure I caught that there was a transition, and I wasn't just watching a new movie. Was there a transition? I didn't see a transition. I, I thought it just they snapped just, yeah. into it. Yeah, they just snapped into it. That's that's what I had to double check that yeah. I didn't like look away or for like stop watching. Like yeah. I didn't miss something vital that we went to now a new section. Nope, it just jumps. And like that, that's kind of what I like about the movie as much as I do is like it doesn't it doesn't bend over backwards to explain fucking anything. No, not, not at all. And like this feels like the type of movie that if it made been made entirely by an American place, that'd be like, well, we have to explain how they ended up with this time travel thing, how these people were able to. Well, like, that's the thing. Is like that's what the the American version did with the dialogue that they had, like that they. But tried. I don't think they did. Like even with the dialogue they had, like they don't bother trying to explain why the animation's different. They don't bother trying oh, to yeah, explain yeah. why anyone's in charge. It's just they're and, in charge, and they go back to the other style. Yeah, they go so, back. Yeah, uh, I don't know. But I loved in that sequence specifically. Like it, it's but. It's probably my favorite sequence of the movie beyond the the huge robot castle fight at the end. Um, but I love it because it's like, I love seeing stupid, confident Batman. 
Like he's one of my favorite versions of Batman. Like I love it when Batman's wrong because it's yeah. such a rarity. Uh, and just seeing him being okay with the Joker. So like we're, we're kind of jumping around a lot, but basically there was a fight on water in a boat or in like a boat army where Batman was about to defeat the Joker and the Joker basically blew everything up, just threw a bomb, things blew up and went crazy. And then after that is when we steed the Red Hood stuff. Um, and when we see Red Hood, he's hunting down the Joker and Harley who are currently living as farmers. Because they brainwashed themselves or something. They brainwashed them. It's something to do with Poison Ivy's plants is what I was guessing. I yeah. couldn't really follow He it. hypnotized himself to believe that he was just a farmer. Yeah. And then... The and then that plant had the properties to the restore cement. him. To restore yeah. yeah. So, like, it made sense, but it was just, like, one of those, like, okay, so Batman's not technically wrong. If they never got that plant to grow, they would have stayed farmers, yeah. theoretically. Yeah. But that's all theoretically, and like I, I, and I thought they did a good job, especially with the change in the animation. I'm not sure if this was the reason behind it, but because of that change, when you first see Harley, I didn't immediately cue into that's Harley, right? And yeah. then she started talking, and it's like, oh, why would a woman in feudal Japan have a Boston or a Brooklyn accent? Yeah. Like, that doesn't really make sense. Well, at that's all. what I was trying to push against because I was like, well, maybe they're they're right. Maybe it's not them. Maybe like could like that. I was kind of buying into that. Is are they are they not? Yeah. And even though their voices were the same actors, it was like, well, they're not exhibiting any of the signs. Oh, maybe they're cured. Maybe. Yeah, but it's like, Joker's done this before. He'll do it again. It's like... I was waiting for that shoe to drop. Yeah, and it's one of those, like, I love those moments. Because usually when Batman's wrong, Red Hood is around and Red Hood is right. (laughs) 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 And this one nailed that. It's like, And he's angry. Oh, he was a real grumpy Red Hood. And I like that this this felt like a, a small short story just kind of plopped right in the middle of this bigger Batman thing. And I kind of like those those stories in the Batman comics, even when like at the, at the end of the comic where they have another little short story and yeah. that kind of involves Batman tangentially. That's always, he, a, that's a very Scott Snyder thing, but yeah, yeah. Uh, that's kind of why I ended up liking it. Cause it yeah. felt so just kind of, here's a, an aside. We're going to take a break from the main story and this little moment of just philosophy, I guess, or, or just general thinking through it, a quieter moment, more contemplative that you could just lift out of this movie and watch it as a short. And I think it works. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it'd be a very good little Batman short. Um, but like I'd read reviews about this movie that say that it's like a it's a celebration of animation as well as a decent Batman movie. And it wasn't until I got to that sequence that I understood what they were talking about. Because the, the actual anime stuff is not standard anime. Like It doesn't really look like what I expect out of anime. Like it's more the, of a modern style that has a lot of more computer-generated parts yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. Like well, especially the, when you see uh, Batman without his mask, uh, Br- the Bruce Wayne face. It feels very blocky. Very blocky. And very, very kind of small on his head in very, kind of a weird way. Yeah. Um, and it had interesting shadow aspects to it yeah. where it felt like cutouts. Yeah, it felt like uh, you you made the comment when we were watching. I'm pointing like to Chewie. South Park a little bit. Well, you said South Park, and then when I thought you were right on the money. We're like, it feels kind of like Persona Five, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, I Persona could see Five. It. There's also a couple of new shows out from Rooster Teeth, like Ruby, and then oh, sure, a Genlock. Sure, sure. Yeah. They do that same style where it's like very CG, cell shaded, almost, 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 almost anime, almost cell shaded. Like it's this kind of like in between thing, but in a way that I really liked it. Like I, I, it's a weird thing that I picked up on, but I loved the sky throughout the whole yeah. movie. They did that little uh, rainbow design on the blue sky, where the blue all blue skies had that little, like there was like these little curves. These little, almost like, looked like they were supposed to be kind of like almost clouds, but not quite. And it was yeah. just like it was a really cool design. Like when, you'll see it all over the trailer if you watch it, because the sky is always the same, mm-hmm. unless they're having a huge battle. But like it, it, it worked. I think all of their, their kind of crazy out there ideas worked because all of their ideas were crazy and out there. Like there wasn't like one like oh, it's a pretty normal Batman movie except for the big castle monsters. Like it's like no no no. <laughs> 
Like, they will continue to one-up themselves the whole way through to the point when you're getting to the end when you're having this rather awesome, pretty good... I'll, I'll definitely stay pretty good than awesome fight between the Joker and Batman is like two samurai. It's like, this is nothing compared to what we were just watching. Yeah. Like, this is entertaining, you know, but we were just watching monkey Batman fight, fight a castle. Fight Megazord castles. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, not even just like nor- normal castle. It was all the castles combined into one Megazord. Like, of course. Oh, it was so Power Rangery. Yeah. Where they all met up together and then they're all like, oh, my thing's gonna change into blah, blah, blah. And then after they've all changed into their super form, we're all going to merge together into the super, super form. And they did yeah. this glory, like, especially with the um, Two Faces betrayal of Gorilla Grodd, where oh. it was like, uh, got to flip the coin and I'm turning against you now. And he's like, I knew you were turning against me. I had a probability in my head, you see. Yeah. And then they go into like, they go into this minute long conversation Goodness. with themselves, this, this uh, monologue about how yeah. They, yeah. I knew you were going to betray me. There's all this anime stuff that, I don't know, I get a kick out of it. I enjoyed it too. Like there's, it's just stuff you don't get with Batman. You don't no. get Batman explaining no. his feelings. You get Batman mm. sitting on a gargoyle, just look like a thousand yard mm. stare, just, mm. Mm. and this one is Batman, thousand yard stare, just monologuing. Oh, <laughs> it's, just, it's so melodramatic. The only thing it was missing is just him monologuing, sitting on that 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 gargoyle, and then flashing back to like one episode ago yeah. to a thing, and then showing twenty minutes of that flashback, and then another flashback within twenty minutes, like, yeah, like, and then at the very end of the movie or the episode, the 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 action the action part, yeah, that's all it was missing is just that that draw, drawing you out for unbelievably long time. I mean, they couldn't because it was a movie, but, sure. That's the only thing I felt like. I was like, that's the next thing that they're going to do. Yeah, and they just... Uh, <laughs> I would they, probably... I'm glad they didn't. I would watch an anime series of Batman. They, I would watch another one of these in a heartbeat. If they yeah. made a sequel to this, I'm in. I'm so in. Well, the sequel to this, honestly, should have been the Batman versus Ninja Turtles. Because uh, they do Ninja Turtles 3 in this movie. Oh, they yeah. kind of do, don't they? Yeah, they go to feudal Japan and they're like, and we have this prophecy of the blah, blah, oh. blah coming to say blah, 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 and we are going to follow blah, blah, blah. You're and ruining like, this movie for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you never caught on to that? No. It's I so try not to similar. think of Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> oh, it's so similar to Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> it's just so funny. At least Batman doesn't try to teach somebody how to make pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he absorbs it. He's like, I'm going to be there, Batman. I'm going Lord to be... Batman. <laughs> he goes full love, feudal uh, Japan. It's so funny. Isn't that the scene where he also says, like, I'm going to be there, Lord Batman, but like, he doesn't actually say his name. He's like, I'm going to be, and then the text on the screen says it. Yeah, for him. Lord Batman. <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't they have two different, uh, the th- like the the cutscene thing where they had like Shinju Batman and then later on it says Ninja Batman yeah. over oh, his yeah. face. Yeah. yeah. They do a lot of that stuff. Uh, what haven't we talked about in this thing? Like we, we've talked, we really haven't talked about Catwoman at all. And she is a major part of this thing for a while. And then she stops well, and then she comes back again. But to have the one line, let's get some girl and girl action. Yeah. That was a, that was a little misguided there. Okay. Oh, I, I, cr- I cringed out of my, out of my chair. Yeah, that one's that. a, that one's a little rough. Um, <laughs> but I actually, I liked what they were doing with her originally. And I love the actress that got to play her. Who is uh, it? she's the same one who does it in the Arkham games. And uh. she is just, she's a great Selena. Like she's a really, really good Selena and an even better Catwoman. Yeah. Um, so I was excited they got her to do it. Um, but I, I liked her character in the beginning because they—I thought they were doing a good job of like the the vigilante-ish Catwoman. Like I really liked that version of Catwoman of like, yeah, she's a good guy sometimes. Yeah. And I think they kind of nailed it. Like they did like the whole, uh, 
yeah, she's she's a good guy. Unless you're not getting her home in time. And then, well, then she's going to side with whoever's going to get her home in time. Which happened to be broad. <laughs> and like, I, I like that they actually had her betray her. Because you read any Batman book under the sun right now, Catwoman is not a villain. Not even close to a villain. She is Batman's love interest. Right. So it's kind of nice seeing the villain aspect of her again, even though he does forgive her and they do move on. But <laughs> Right. Well, She's now kind of gone into the goody two-shoes territory. Yeah. They, they're just, you know, they are soulmates that are also toxic for each other. You know, the classic trope thing. Like, we can't really be together, but we're meant for each other. And we'll find out what exactly that means in January when the new Tom King book comes out. <laughs> okay, was there anything else you guys want to talk about in this one? Or should we just move into quote, 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 quotes? Quotes. Quotes. Quotes are good. I'm going to go first because I have a, a few and I don't think that they're anybody's. Um, but the, the first one has to be, uh, we didn't really talk about him much because he doesn't have much to do. But the voice of reason, Red Hood in this, is, not Red Hood, uh, Red Robin is fantastic. Uh, especially because whenever he asks a question, nobody answers it. Like, so he is just like out there <laughs> nope. asking the very nope. important questions. And everyone else is like, man, just fucking roll with Shush. it. Like, we're, we're fine. Um, so the one that I wanted for my actual quote um was the uh they're riding on all their horses and all the castles around them start standing up in gargantuan robots and red robin looks and sees all this and goes giant robots like as a question he's, i'm like finally somebody's actually <laughs> questioning what the hell is going on because everyone else is just taking this at face value yeah. and then the other red robin one that i have to bring up is uh we didn't talk about actual robin really much at all other than the fact that he shaved his head like a lunatic um is he befriends a monkey and everyone was just sort of fine with it again except for red robin who's like it's really weird that he did this and everyone else is like man whatever <laughs> and then at one point uh, Robin and his monkey are standing there and the f- uh, female monkey comes running up and everyone just takes it at face value except for Red Robin and goes, who's she? <laughs> and no one responds to him. Nope. I, just, I thought that was hysterical. And just then like... they play a flute together. Yeah. All three of them. <laughs> I love this movie. Yeah. I'm surprised I haven't like referenced it in Teen Titans Go or something. Right? <laughs> uh, my quote is from the monkey. Just, ee, 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 ee. <laughs> I love, he's very he's a participant he is uh, and he's very and Robin can understand him yeah, for some fucking reason he's very reason. excited to be a part of the team <laughs> uh, my quote is the where Catwoman is talking to Gorilla Grodd and she goes uh, isn't a gorilla eating a banana a little cliche and you know, says the cat burglar wearing a cat costume and my reply was that he, where did he get a banana that's an excellent question <laughs> from Ralph's <laughs> In feudal Japan. Feudal Japan version of Ralph's. And then, why did he throw it in a vase? Second part, how did Catwoman smuggle the vase out of feudal Japan? Uh, she put it in her butt. <laughs> With the banana peel still in it. Maybe that's what made it, you That's know. That's how it worked. Yeah. That's how they got it. That's how it, it slipped in. That's how she got it in. Um, Great. I, I have one more quote that I need to say, and this one comes from Robin himself, because... It's the most anime line, I think, out of the whole movie, which is saying something because there's a lot of those. And since neither one of you took it, I have to bring it up. So after Robin has sent out his army of monkeys to start forming a larger monkey, which makes sense, I guess. Uh (laughs) Robin shouts out this line just to the world. All for one and one for all. Their combined spirit formed this giant samurai. Now witness the awesome power of the monkeys. Mm. (laughs) 
and they're not even monkeys. You look at their their facial descriptions or features and they look like a little baboons. Yeah, they do. Especially with when the, the shot where they're running there's one shot where they're running down the arm of the robot and you can see their their butts. Their yeah. buttholes. Yeah. It's like that you're not monkeys. Those are monkeys. Jeez, Robin. Um review system is gonna be a little different. I'm kinda going back to more of a rating than more of a uh, a comparison. Just for a little while. We might go okay. back to the comparisons. Oh. But this time how many batarangs would you give this movie? How many batarangs? How many batarangs? Enough to make a giant Batman. Oh, there we go. I was going to go with enough to make a giant batarang. But oh. <laughs> batarang, <laughs> Batman. I would say the uh, first uh, two-thirds of this would be maybe you know three batarangs. Okay. And then I'm going to give it a fourth one for that, that finale <laughs> okay. with the robot houses. <laughs> cool. So we have enough batarangs made of Batman, enough to make a batarang. And then four. <laughs> <laughs> Solid. <laughs> we might be a little bit of inflation, and he's more like accurate to an economy. Yeah, there we go. He, yeah. His is backed by the gold economy. Yeah. Ours, is, ours is more the American dollar. <laughs> uh, okay, so that, that this works This is perfect. like the Trump administration <laughs> adding 7,500 more jobs to if, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I'm in support of this rating system. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's it for Batman Ninja. Uh, I, I let's do one final around the table. I know we had a rating system. We're gonna do with would you recommend? That's gonna be our final segment, at least hopefully from now on. Okay. Beyond all of our jargon and whatnot, because we will just to kind of explain a little bit. Uh, we will obviously, as we talk about movies, if you've ever listened to our show before, we we both love and hate almost every movie that we watch. We will find something to love and hate about all of them. So at the end, I think the most important thing is. Would you recommend it? And I think this one gets a big yes, absolutely, from me. For anyone who enjoys absurd things, any of my more rational friends, no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I would even tell the rational friends to watch it because, you know, step outside your box once in a while. Uh, I'll recommend it to anyone, yeah. yeah. Uh, in the sense that, like, I won't tell them much about it. I think this is a great surprise to throw onto someone's shoulders. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Especially if you're like, oh, yeah, I guess anime Batman would be good. Oh, God, it really is anime Batman. Do you like a cartoon Batman? Sure, yeah, I like the 90s thing. Good, watch this. Check this one out. Check this one out, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so next week we got coming up The Favorite, uh, which is also a little weird. Uh, Yeah. A little weirder than I thought it was going to be, but I can't wait to talk about that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, And then a quick round of plugs. Venture Brothers on Mondays. uh, Samwise on Wednesdays. Tuesdays. Tuesdays. Demon Days on Wednesdays. Yes. Uh, soon to be. We're planning on June 28th. That is the goal. We're going to see if it works. Damage Boost, our new video game podcast. Really excited about that one. Uh, what am I forgetting? Articles on the website. Articles yeah. are back on the website. We got We have to welcome in a new copywriter uh, or copy editor who's going to be doing a lot of work with us, and she seems very excited about it. Uh, and then we got a whole bunch of articles from Matt that are on the uh, the docket. Uh, Brock from Venture Bros. and eventually Damage Boost has written an article or two as well that we're going to have coming out soon. And then I have one that I'm working on that I'm, I'm not going to say what it is because I'm not very proud of it right now, and I might throw it in the trash. But you might see it at some point. <laughs> uh, anything else? No. no, that's it. You got it all. Thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week. <gasps> Bye. Bye. Monkeys. <laughs> <laughs>